0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: The winner is crowned Lady of the Lake. Lady of the River. Lady of the River. And the River. I was not ready for a whole pageant, but okay, sure, she's... She's not ready, but she's always prepared. She stays ready, honey, especially the pageant her. Pageant Patty reporting for duty, Dolly. Definitely going to secure me the crown. Tar, booty hole and all. <laughs> okay, there's a question round. Right. There will be a question round. So, the question is, how do you feel about being so short?
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Happy Labor Day. I hope you're all enjoying your holiday weekend. We're recapping this week's Real Housewives of Potomac on the show today. The ladies are still at Monique's Lake House, and to break down the episode, I have a very exciting guest. Her name is Gabourey Sidibe. You might remember from Precious, from Difficult People on Hulu, from The Big C on Showtime. She's also got a new movie out called Antebellum. It actually comes out September eighteenth on demand with Janelle Monet. She's got a great book called This Is Just My Face, which I read over the weekend. is fantastic. So I'm going to play my chat with Gabourey in just a second. Before I do. I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want any of the Everything Iconic merch, go to everythingiconic.store. We have t-shirts, we have wine glasses, Queen Icon Legend merch, all sorts of stuff at everythingiconic.store. Also, if you want to watch my interview with Gabaret, you can see it at youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. It's a new YouTube channel. We did our interview over Zoom. So you can see the whole thing over there, youtube.com slash dannypellegrino1. Like, subscribe, comment. Uh, we really break down the entire episode of Potomac, and then we talk a little bit about our career, too. So uh, it was such a delight chatting with her. Also, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 or more per month, and you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm currently recapping Sex and the City, the series from the beginning. There's three recaps up over there now. So uh, more importantly, the money just helps to support the show. So thank you to everyone who's over there. Uh, I hope you enjoy. I'm doing one bonus a month. So with all of that said, I want to play my chat with Gabourey, Gabby Sidibe. She's uh, truly a queen, an icon, and a legend. And I hope you guys enjoy our chat as much as I did. Uh, she was just so fun to talk to. And uh, please enjoy. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Gabby, first of all, how are you doing today? Doing
1: pretty good. How are you doing?
0: I'm so excited. I have an Academy Award nominee on the show, mm-hmm. which is huge. I'm just so excited to talk to you. I'm such a huge fan of your work, and I just read your book.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for reading my book.
0: It's fantastic. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, some of the other career stuff, but I want to jump in to Housewives. So, uh, <laughs>
1: okay,
0: the important part. <laughs> uh, where do you stand with the Housewives? Have you watched all the franchises? Do you just watch Potomac? What do you watch?
1: I don't, I watch quite a few. I do not watch every one of them. I don't give a, I like don't care what happens in the OC or New York. Um, wow. I, I do not care. I didn't really care about what was going on in Miami either, but I watch Beverly Hills. Uh, I watch Potomac and Atlanta and New Jersey, even though New Jersey sort of, um, getting a although like no you know what there's still good stuff in jersey
0: yeah Yeah, we we got margaret over there
1: yeah yeah i and i really like her i do too her mom
0: (laughs) i do too yeah her mom's crazy (laughs) i feel like they're always in a robe which i appreciate
1: always a caftan or something (laughs) yeah relaxing i like them a lot (laughs)
0: um so with potomac uh do you like the addition of wendy how are you feeling about her so far
1: I actually, okay, so I really like Wendy. I understand Wendy. Uh, I believe Wendy's Nigerian. And so is her husband, and they have a very Nigerian family. And uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm Senegalese. And so I understand West Africa, (laughs) West Africans, and um, sort of, uh children of like you know like the Americanized right. children of uh West Africans and I get her. She's like extremely accomplished. She's got a billion degrees as you know, Nigerians do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's a professor she's ready to read a bitch at any second she's really passionate and will not take disrespect even though like i think her last like fight, fight was like kind of a lot but like i'm like oh yes i understand this everybody thought she was doing too much but i, I was like no, no i understand i get her
0: i also liked how she just hopped in the mix right away because sometimes like the new housewives it's like they they sort of don't pop off until the end and so i was just excited that wendy was like willing to go there right off the bat I really appreciated that.
1: Yeah, I think newer housewives, and like I say, this is someone who like is not <laughs> like, and I'm not a, I'm not any of these people at all. And I guess I can't pretend to know what they're thinking, but it feels like the new housewives are usually pretty timid and want to be liked and want to make sure that they're in the A group and want to make sure that they're like, you know, that they're, you know, being, I guess, inclusive or being included rather. And Wendy doesn't seem to care about that right. at all. <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah. What do you make of our other new housewife, uh, Monique's bird? What-
1: <laughs> I love T'Challa so <laughs> much. I, uh, i cannot name any of her children but t'challa i love him so much i also like enjoy her weird like it's like it's it's like cat lady meets bird like she's got a real cat lady vibe with her bird the fact that it goes everywhere with her and it sits on her shoulders and she forces all of her friends to hang out with that goddamn bird that is the funniest thing in the world and he's also really pretty
0: He's a beautiful bird. And I love when they subtitle the bird, when they, this episode, when they said, uh, T'Challa was saying, you trick, it was just like so funny that, I, I just imagine those editors like behind the editing page, just it's subtitling the different.
1: bird. Yeah, I would love that job. I would do that. I would love to subtitle the bird <laughs> and pretend I know exactly what it's talking about. And also, I believe it. I believe that that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that bird was having <laughs> none of Wendy when she was trying to talk and like was letting her know like the bird is somehow hazing Wendy, which I love. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And I mean honestly I agree with you. Like I thought with the first time we saw like the subtitle of the bird, I was like, Oh yeah, that bird legitimately said that. I was like, That's his feelings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, okay, so this week on the show, we open with that uh, Ashley Wendy fight. Uh, I was really loving when Candace was just singing during the fight when they were trying to argue. And she was doing some musical work. And I appreciate You're that. that.
1: Candace will never uh turn down a chance to show these bitches that she has vocals. Okay. Like it was she really was singing through it. Um, which was an interesting choice. Uh and then she's she sings in kind of a lot of the episodes. And she I wonder if she's gonna get like a, you know, the ring didn't mean a thing, slash, you know uh what was um on display on display is that melissa, melissa gorga? gorga yeah right right. Like maybe maybe candace should be the first breakout on potamic to have a single
0: well i hate to burst your bubble here but ashley actually came out with a song already um about coffee Ooh, did yeah, you ever hear this
1: right. the coffee one and it was like it was like an ode to like interracial dating yes like, i believe
0: unclear i don't know
1: like it was about interracial dating. Uh, yeah, you're right. My mistake, Ashley did it first.
0: I just remember when Ashley was singing, at, it was like a gay pride parade or something that none of the women wanted to be at. I don't even remember exactly what that event was, but it was I great. It
1: was a pride parade, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I think so. But it seemed... I don't know what I'm remembering in my head. It was like no one was at that pride parade or something.
1: I mean, I'm not sure. Go to a pride parade in Potomac. Is that where it was? Like, <laughs> probably. Was not probably. Like, the pride parade look? And Potomac is like small, isn't it? Like, isn't it a small place? Like, I mean, place I've never been.
0: Yeah, probably. I don't even not, know. I don't I'm know sorry. if they all. I don't even know if they all live there. I think you know. Karen just moved to Potomac, um, but she yeah. had not lived there for a while.
1: Right, she lived out. She lived there, and then outside, and now she's back again. I guess.
0: Uh, I can,
1: feel like Potomac is tiny. I feel like it's real small.
0: Uh, can we talk about Karen for a second? Sure. I just love her, and I just needed to get that off my chest.
1: <laughs> is that your favorite? Is she's Karen- my
0: favorite? Yeah. Who's your favorite?
1: Um, it's actually kind of hard with Potomac. I really like. I, really I love that.
0: By the way, I love you. Keep calling it Potomac, isn't it Potomac? Am I are you Am I saying it wrong? I don't know. I in
1: public school. I have no idea what it
0: is. It is what it is. It's what we call it.
1: Is it Potomac?
0: I thought it was Potomac, yeah. That but I- nice. I'm rethinking everything.
1: It feels weird in my mouth like it, I feel like Potomac so it yeah. feels better to me whether it actually is Potomac or to, 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 to Potomac.
0: Gabby, you were nominated for Academy Award. You could call it whatever the fuck you want.
1: Okay, yes. I like that. Yeah. Um, yes. So mamma mamma ma'am. So it's I really I like I like Monique. I got, I like Monique, even though I feel like things are gonna change. I feel like as the season goes on, I think but I'm right on her side right now. I like Karen because Karen is so shady and I really like Giselle. Just because like Giselle is like Giselle, Giselle is a hundred percent Giselle. Like she's kind of always on and always stirring up some mess and giving always her some like she'll tell what somebody said that was shady, but then she adds her own shade on top of it, mm-hmm. like like a little garlic or something and a chef kiss. Like she, I really like her the most. I think I like yeah. It's hard to choose.
0: You know, every time Giselle uh, stirs the pot a little bit, it always even though I know she's going to be stirring the pot, it seems to come out of nowhere. Like uh, on this week when they were doing that um, pageant thing, the pageant off between Ashley and Candace and Giselle was like, okay, we're going to do a question and answer. How does it feel to be short? Like, it just like, <laughs> I was like, woo. Like I did not see that coming. Well,
1: you. Now, the, the thing about like, Giselle's shade is that like, I don't think it really needs to come from anywhere. It's probably just things that she thinks about people, and she <laughs> finds the opportunity to say the thing that she has always thought. And she's, it's like she's just counting and waiting for opportunities, and that was that.
0: <laughs> right, right. She's going to do what she's got to do. Even last week, she said something at the dinner table. She's like, Is that why you got a nose job, Candace? And I was like, Oh, yeah. Where did that come from?
1: That was, she could not wait to, she could not wait to ask. She's probably been waiting for two seasons to ask about that nose job. It's she just like, I think she has like a, like a, like a shady pocket like, on her body that she just pulls things out of. And honestly, I stand.
0: Yeah. Dude. I'll be honest. I'm sort of turning on her a little bit this season, but I do appreciate her antics. Like I think we need her on the show.
1: I like her. I think it's interesting that she's like now back with her ex-husband. Um, that's a really interesting, I mean, like, that's, that's really interesting. And her daughters don't seem to be like a gigantic fan of that, which I understand. Like, sometimes it's like, okay, if this is the new way of life where you guys are not together, then that's just what it is. And like, y'all are coming back together and you're turning everything upside down. Like, I already just got used to this thing. What is this new thing?
0: And I worry about it too, because I worry for Giselle. I don't want this guy to screw her over again, you know. I don't know, I worry about it. I don't trust men, to be honest.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the, yeah, men are trash. Men are men are trash. Yeah, I mean right. like the the bar the bar for men is, you know, buried in the ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's like so awful. Yeah. You know, I just was I was uh looking on Twitter and e Um, had tweeted like find you a man that could do both and it was uh two pictures of Channing Tatum one he was in the shower and one he was reading a book and I was like wow all all we're looking for now is just a man who can read and shower like that was (laughs) wow wow e-wow
1: Meanwhile, I guess if you're a woman, you have to, like, have a PhD, but also you have to, you know, be a squirter and you have to, like, <laughs> teeny tiny ways, but, like, a gigantic set of lips and a tongue that can tie a cherry stem into a knot, but mm-hmm. also be a virgin. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs>
0: it's disgusting. You know, my boyfriend and I, we were watching this Netflix documentary series. I'm not even gonna say what it was. I had never even heard of it before. So I don't know if it's like a big thing. But the the guy who was like hosting it and and going around town, he was a straight guy and he looked like so disheveled. And I was just getting pissed because I was thinking, like, a woman would would have to have like full makeup on and like be so much more put together for this. And like this guy can come on screen and and get this. You know, I don't know if he was a host or a producer or something, but it was just pissing me off. I was like a woman, it, it, they'd have to go through so much work for this um, mm-hmm. to, to look presentable on camera. And he looked like he literally just fucking rolled out of bed and it was just pissing me off.
1: Do you remember Ed, Ed Sheeran performing with Beyonce at like, was it the Grammys or something? And he's like literally in a t-shirt and jeans and she's in a, like a pink taffeta ass like thing.
0: <laughs> I, I know, I know. And Beyonce, should never have to perform with someone like that. Um, Anyway.
1: (laughs) Beautiful song, though. I do like that song.
0: I do. Perfect, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Perfect? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We got to talk about the editing effects on this show. So they're really, um, first of all, playing with space and time as if we're watching an episode of Lost. They kept like, it was like 12 hours earlier, 12 hours later. Yeah
1: that will and like the first time we got to like the 12 hours later i was like yes let's just get to it and then we went back and i was i was sad um i was too it, it was yeah it was like i was really sad because i prefer that part of the story rather than watching these i have no idea i can't count are they 17 women um like, these like thirty-eight women be stuck in a cabin and be Just making bored. pancakes. Yeah, making pan like the pancake off was like oh okay, yeah. and I thought it was a sham that like Monique's pancakes do not taste good but look good and so they win and I'm like uh, I don't know if so- no the numbers don't add up to me right. I need a recount but uh, yeah I would have loved to stay in the twelve hours later but now we I can for next week I guess so.
0: And I don't think in general Bravo should be allowed to do two weeks in a row of a to be continued. Like, we had one last week, and then this week again, and it's just not okay.
1: That's what they do, though. That's what they do best. I mean, like, that's how, I guess, they get you to tune back in. I mean, I'm going to tune back in anyway, because I enjoy mess, and I enjoy drama, because it makes me feel better about my own, you know, personal life. Um, So I'm going to watch anyway, Bravo. You don't have to do this to us.
0: I know. I know. And... Look, I like the pancake off and whatever else they were doing, the fishing. Uh, what a Candace called Monique Jane the Jungle Ho. That made me laugh a lot. Uh, but I like all that stuff. But then when I'm teased with this whole storyline with Michael, that's all I'm thinking about then. So, like, I don't want to deal with all the other stuff.
1: Well, now I'm also feeling like so next week the guys actually come, they all come. And so, like, is this thing, and like, already. Uh, Candace was feeling weird sitting next to Ashley during this whole thing. And when she was like, yeah, Michael went out with the boys last night, the way she like threw her that look and tried not to like, it was, I think that Monique is going to, no, it's Candace. I think that Candace is going to implode at some point, especially while the guys are here. And if I have to wait another week to see that, then sure.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Uh, can we talk, speaking of the guys, can we talk about Monique's husband, I'm not liking him this season at all. I mean, she's sort of implied a few things this week. She said, you know, he says things to her and she sort of puts him in a box and buries them yeah. down. And it just made me so sad. Cause I, I love Monique and I just, I I don't like the way he's treating her.
1: Yeah. And she did say that, like, I mean, she also implied she's getting tired of it by saying that soon the box is going to fall and I'm going to have a big mess to clean up. Um, yeah, I think what it, she has three kids, three, four kids with him.
0: Like you, I only remember the bird. I know she has a lot of kids, but.
1: 28 kids she has <laughs> and a bird and a husband. And it's, uh, you know, and she's got like that. I feel like, was it last week when she was getting ready to go to the lake house and you see all the things she has to do all, all day and it's like she's. And also she has that mommy blog. Um, what is it called? It's called something. Not
0: for lazy moms yeah that's yeah. shady i know it's oh yeah God. i know
1: that's so shady but but she's got a lot of stuff to do and yeah he just seems like a he honestly seems like a dad like he's not unlike a dad i had that like you know let my mom do everything and take care of everything um i have two cats <laughs> my boyfriend and i do everything <laughs> just, uh, it's just unfortunate but yeah. oh you know what that's a lot i do everything for the cats because i want them to like me more because he's the fun dad but he does do a lot uh yeah he kind of does more than monique's husband does.
0: i Did mean, mean he couldn't like, even do the barbecue
1: yeah he didn't oh yeah it seemed like he didn't want to but like also i don't think that he realized how important it was for cat not for monique I don't think he realized how important it was for her. Cause I mean, like it could be editing, but it made it seem like it was really important for her to her that right. he actually barbecue, but she also did not make that clear. Right. Um, it seems to be like, it seemed like the bottom line everywhere, all up and, you know, through this is a lack of communication. Like even with Karen and her husband who like, won't say I love
0: you. Oh my God, Gabby, when they hung up the phone, she- did she, i think she said i love you and he just said okay bye or something like that it was like very weird yeah it made me so she, sad
1: yeah and she was like i miss you and he was like oh okay like, okay okay that's yeah that's on you like that kind of thing and just but like she but like when she was like working out i think in the first episode where she was where it sounds like she was having sex the weekend and she's not having sex she's just like training
0: they love to do was, that trick to us don't they
1: I never believed in though. No. <laughs> You're not getting me with that, Bravo! You liars. <laughs> <laughs> but she was talking. She said to him, like, "I just want you to say those three words." And oh. he, he, he like? What is going on? Like, why? I
0: don't you- know. It broke my heart. It yeah. broke my heart to see Ray. And then even at the party, her homecoming slash circus medieval themed party that was supposed to be about her and Ray. He just went to sleep. And I appreciate that. I go to sleep at a party at a certain point too, but you know, it just bummed me out. Like at
1: your out. own party?
0: Yeah. I <laughs> I can make it to like nine o'clock and then I'm ready for oh, bed.
1: Same. I get cranky if I'm not, the cats look at us like we're crazy if we're not in bed by 830. Right. Correct. to expect. But like that, but that also is very, so the thing about like, so I understand like editing and I understand like, I kind of understand like the producer's job in all of this and these shows and like, you know, shooting and what your event is going to be like every single one of them. It looks like has to have an event, whether it's like the opening of like an envelope or like, you know, a baby christening housewarming baby party or something. Um, Wait, you you
0: said, you said you watch Atlanta, right? Yes. Do you remember when?
1: (laughs) Well,
0: no, I was thinking about when Nini threw that, it was like girls and gays, barbecue oh what was that
1: yeah. was <laughs> it was that that like, also a crazy... <laughs> like a pajama party at the same time where they had to wear lingerie or something that sounds like, right parties yeah they it was, I'm, I'm pretty sure the same thing with these trips that everybody goes on i'm pretty sure that that's like a that's just the formula of every season and you know including this you know karen has to have an event and her event is going to be this housewarming party and it feels like ray is you know Kind of old enough and also just like a little done, like more. He seems done, done um, to be like, That's Karen's business for Karen's job, right? All of this is her party. I'm going to bed, which I respect.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like I said, I get it. I just, yeah, I, I just worry about them. I want everything to be good with them. I mean,
1: uh, no, I think that when you do this, I mean, like, I'll, I mean, I don't think anyone would ever ask me to do a reality show. But I think that when you let reality into your life like this, at some point the reality becomes other than that, you know, everything becomes fictional. And I think that it takes a toll. Absolutely. It takes a toll on every single relationship that you have, not just in your marriage, uh, but also, you know, with your parents and with your, your husband's parents, like in the case of, you know, Monique and, and all of that, it's just, it's kind of a, thing that happens and it's unfortunate but like maybe don't let vampires into your house there you go (laughs) but do because i'm entertained by it
0: i know i know we need to watch it (laughs) but so you would never do a reality show
1: oh no no i don't like people in my house right like like all of the other stuff like no i don't want to i don't think i'm i don't think my life is interesting enough to like be on tv and i also don't want the reality of who i am to get in the way of like my uh my actual job which is to be an actor and so like i feel like if you know too much about me outside then you won't believe you know anything i say on a screen someplace uh but but the bottom line really is that i don't like people in the house
0: (laughs) there's like a famous interview uh whoopi goldberg did where she she says like i don't want to get married i don't want anyone in my house and it's just (laughs) i agree i agree
1: i get that too
0: Uh, so when they were fishing, Ashley actually opened up about postpartum depression. And I always appreciate when anyone opens up about mental health, uh, whether it be on a reality show or anywhere. So I was really happy that she, she only sort of dipped her toe. They had like a brief conversation about it, but I hope we kind of learn a little bit more because I I feel bad for Ashley too. It seems like she's going through a lot with Michael, a lot with her own mental health. And I never even cared for Ashley, but this season I'm like feeling bad for her.
1: Yeah, I like actually. I think her, I think she's interesting. I think her like pageanty past is interesting. I think that her like, um, I guess, ability to sing about interracial loves <laughs> was, or her want to do so is very interesting. Um, <laughs> and
0: yeah. her confidence about her broken booty hole. She's telling us a lot about okay. that.
1: Yeah, like that. She's full wide open, but like I think that if that happened to me, I would never shut up about it. No, no. Like every, I would be like, it'd "Be like, can you hand me that like remote?" And I'd be like, "No, my asshole is open." Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, do you understand what happened to read? Do you know what happened to my asshole? Like, you know what I mean? I would never talk <laughs> about it. It's oh. a big. It's a very big deal um and yeah it doesn't look like i mean just from this last episode with you know mr darby getting caught out there having allegedly have said that he's got a boyfriend and a wife which by the way i think that if he's telling people at the club that he's got a boyfriend and a wife i bet the boyfriend and the wife both know
0: right i 100 percent think ashley knows and she's just maybe not willing to be open with us about it yet Mm -hmm. Um, because even the way she defended him last season, it just, I don't know. I got the impression that they are just not like being completely open with the audience, but that they're open with each other.
1: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying about like reality shows It's like you can't, I don't think you really can pick and choose the things that you let out about your life and the things that you choose, you know, to keep private. I don't think it really works like that. I think something's going to be found out.
0: It all comes to the surface and it's interesting. Bravo has been on all of their shows breaking the fourth wall a little bit more and more every season. And so I just think like In the beginning, probably like the early seasons of all of these shows, the women probably thought if something happened, they could get it hidden or it wouldn't show, or they were able to manipulate maybe production a little bit, but now they can't.
1: I mean, like even on on Beverly Hills, whenever Denise is in a situation where she feels like it's, you know, like it's her private life coming up. She says, bravo, 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 which I guess now we know is the code for this. is the, I can't, I don't want to be filmed anymore. Or like, I need a break. It's bravo, 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 I guess. So maybe they should change it. But uh, yeah. Bravo,
0: bravo, fucking bravo.
1: Yeah, she, was, she meant it, okay? Uh, yeah, it's but they're breaking the fourth wall quite a bit. And I think, and I wonder how much that has to do with just like, the fact that a lot of times like we find out about this stuff in the blogs and stuff way before the season begins. Like we already know that Candace and um, Monique got a popping. Like we already know that they got into a full ass fist fight. We know that. Um, I think it's Candace. I know. for sure. Yeah.
0: Candace and Monique.
1: Figured. Yeah. So we already know about that. And so I bet in the editing, they just have to break the fourth wall a lot of ways just, you know, to make it make sense to us. Right. You know, we already
0: know. Right. Yeah. I, I am loving it. I think these shows do need to evolve and, and we're, we know the formula so much already that I'm, I'm excited about the fact that they're doing it. Where do you stand with all the Denise stuff on Beverly Hills?
1: <clears throat> I think that, I don't know, you know, it's actually really hard to talk about these housewives. I was on a watch what happens live. And I said something, uh that like later i felt so bad i said something about Portia, um insinuating that she was not very smart and i think about it all the time
0: oh my god don't think about it
1: but the, but i feel bad i never want yeah, to make yeah. anyone, like feel horrible like people are just like all the time i'm just sitting here and then all of a sudden some of you will say some shit about me on tv and i'm like i was just sitting here
0: like, <laughs>
1: Why didn't do it i don't know you like you feel like i would never want someone else to feel that way however Uh, And I feel, I feel so, so bad. I think about it all the time Uh, with Denise.
0: Well, we love Portia, you know, and the, the people, uh, they evolve and we feel differently in five minutes, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
0: What were you going to say about Denise? I think
1: that, I think Denise, um, I think absolutely some stuff went down and she did not think it would make it to the, to air. And it did. Um, I think she's, she's like strangely much more prudish this season than she was before. And it's probably because she was like all out there talking about like how big her man's dick is. And, big dick Aaron. You know, yeah. Big dick ass Aaron. And, <laughs> and, you know, talking about the massage parlor and like making it a handy J and all that stuff. And, um, and she probably regrets that, which I understand. Like, again, I said something about Portia three years ago and I feel terrible about it and I want to like retract that and it just seems like she's kind of trying to retract her actual personality right now doesn't it just doesn't work like we already saw that like we already see and we know you as that and now you're coming in as like sister Mary Catherine um but also I just you can't if you don't want people to find out about the stuff that you do, either don't do it or don't tell nobody or do it with somebody you can trust. And I don't like Brandy is great. And Brandy is great television because Brandy is brutally honest and might say anything. And is a wild card, maybe don't fuck the wild card during the time that you're on, like you're both on a reality show. Maybe don't do that.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, I think, I I don't know. I bet you, I would imagine Denise didn't think the season was going to play out the way it did. I bet you even up until it started airing, she maybe thought, well, some of this won't air or they'll, it'll be taken out. And, and Bravo, I don't know if they just snapped or or what happened there, but they just decided we're not going to edit this stuff out.
1: I mean, it really does seem like there is some sort of, um, Maybe it's contractual, but it seems like there's at least a conversation with, between, you know, the cast members and the producers of, of the show that's like, listen, this is what I'm willing to talk about. This is what I, I'm willing to have be the event. This is what I'm willing to go through for you on television. And these are the lines I won't cross. And I bet she said that at some point. Maybe she had that conversation. This is not the line to cross. This will remain private. And they just couldn't do it they because again that all came out in the blogs a while ago and so if they if like imagine if the whole that season of real housewives of beverly hills happened and there was no mention of it at all at all we'd be very confused and and it would sort of raise more questions and it might be more blurry Mm. obvious if they didn't talk about it
0: You know, I read something and I don't know if it's true, but I read that on Atlanta, they're currently filming the season and and they were asked to not, uh, they were asked to not post anything on social media or something like that. Um, Because they're, uh, what I read was that they're trying to keep storylines hidden a bit more because now everything does appear in the blogs. So I don't know if that's true, but.
1: That would make, that would make sense. But like, it's not like whenever they're, I mean, like we found out stuff that wasn't posted. And like yeah. on instagram or on the socials like we found out stuff because somehow some especially if they get if they get to fighting at a restaurant like yeah. those restaurant employees will say something like it'll just if you start if you start doing drama in public places then that will get out and i did hear that they were filming and that they've been filming for like two months yeah and i just don't know how they're doing it in the The air
0: is poison. Did you see the, I know, did you see the Orange County? You don't watch Orange County, or you, no. The Orange County trailer just came out, and they filmed, I think, like half of it in the pandemic. And literally, one of the cast members and her family were going to see them get COVID on the show. Oh. And it's just, it's like a lot. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I'm sort of over Orange County in general anyway, but uh, I don't imagine that I could watch these people getting coronavirus on TV. It's like so much.
1: COVID is extreme. It's scary. COVID yeah. is very, very scary. Although um, when it started to look like this was going to be, the quarantine and all this stuff was going to be more than just like a month long thing. Um, now we're, I think we're looking at 2022. But, <laughs> but at the beginning, um, I thought it was going to be fine. And now I, then I started worrying about all the shows that I like. And all the like, like, how are they going to do? Like, how is, like, I'm obsessed with 90 Day Fiancé. And I'm like, how are you possibly going to do 90 Day Fiancé? Especially when, like, I don't, I think the American passport is like not really worth it right now. I right.
0: Think, you I can't get them be, out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Nobody wants us. We've got, um. Right. we've essentially got the chicken pox or bed <laughs> buns. But uh, but it seems like some, some shows are pressing on and as scared as I am for, you know, the crew and the cast of those shows, God bless those soldiers. I you know, know, essential
0: workers, really.
1: Yeah.
0: I yeah. worry about the crew because I feel like they can't always, like, speak up and... You know, everyone needs money right now because of course people are struggling. And so oftentimes I think people have to take a job and maybe they don't necessarily feel safe doing so. I don't know.
1: Yeah, these are very, very strange times and it's not, it's actually just like not, wise to turn down a job even if it's about your health and it's it's sort of like a catch-22 that you know it's just horrible and it's a bad decision that some people need to make but crew members at least get to put on masks like i just directed something two saturdays ago and it was like it was like a psa and we could only have 20 people in the building in total we had a very, very small crew and everyone in the crew wore masks and every but like also to get on set, every one of us had to show negative test results. Right. And so we're you know, and the only people that didn't wear masks, you know, for the entire time that we were there were the actors. Um, so I'm hoping no one got sick and you know, it's yeah. just a scary new way of doing everything. So
0: Gabby, was that your first time directing or have you directed before?
1: Oh no! I've directed. Uh, I directed a short, uh, short film. Uh, that's an adaptation of a Nina Simone song called the Four Women." Amazing. Uh, the, the short is called "The Tale of Four. And then I um, directed a few episodes, two episodes of Empire. And then I just did a. I just did two PSAs like two weeks ago. For and s-
0: obviously you like it. Then um, yeah. what would you? What would be your like sort of dream project to direct?
1: Um, ooh, I, I wanted, I just directed on a green screen for the first time and <laughs> I want to direct something that has like a lot of action and a lot of like special effects. Like I think, you know, you know it's a. have never gotten to do it, but, um, I imagine the directors were having so much fun on American Horror Story because of all the, like, like all the special effects and like the deaths and like all the things that you have, like even as an actor, like I got, uh shot i think yeah i got shot a bunch once like a bunch like everywhere and they had to put like packs on me and they also i slit my throat open too and so they had to like connect a thing to my neck and put like a graph of my skin over that and then the thing had like a pipe going down my clothes and de- like across the room to a foot pump and then they would pump blood out of my neck like it was oh like, my god you know, it's so, it's so great. So that, I want to direct something like that, where it sort of involves a lot of like, you know, a lot of magic.
0: Right. Right. Um, I want to ask you some more career questions, but real quick, I just want to finish up Potomac. Uh, we end the episode with Candace, of course. Potamic. Potomac. <laughs> <laughs> um, we end with Candace getting that text about the strip club um, that Michael was at. And they go all go out to dinner, and they end on it to be continued. Also at that dinner, I just got to say, I think it was Ashley was wearing a very insane zipper dress. It was just zippers everywhere. Just noticed they, that.
1: They all were dressed completely insane. Every right. single one of them. Especially for where they were going. They just look... Although I always think all the housewives look crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. And also, like, why do they have to have brunch and lunch and dinner so many goddamn <laughs> times? My God!
0: Ugh, well, and what? I love... Yeah. On Beverly On Beverly Hills, it's so funny when Denise shows up somewhere like dressed appropriately, but we look at her like we look at her like what the fuck are you wearing, Denise? And it's like she's just dressed normal.
1: Yeah, this is a barbecue. It's weird that you have a Givenchy lingerie and like, and, 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 like a crown on. Like that's weird, but you have a
0: cake. Why? Yeah. Why? What are you doing? Uh
1: Bar, bitch? Like, what <laughs> and also is that the dinner where we learned that Ashley has been um, eating the spicy mustard that's been coming out of the lobsters ass crack. Right. <laughs> like,
0: she and the, the look she had on her face when she found that out, I mean, it, she was <laughs> shook. She was shook.
1: And my mom told me it was a mustard, a natural mustard. <laughs> now I don't, I look, I know genius. However, or like mustard genius. I'm not a mustard aficionado. However, is is like a natural mustard a thing? Does that sound like, like what if you walked upon natural I, ketchup?
0: How I think, yeah. I think, isn't there a mustard seed? I'm not, a, I hate mustard. So I'm probably a bad person to ask too. I think there's a mustard seed, but maybe I'm making that up and people are yelling at me.
1: That's how it happens. It's a mustard seed. Um, I assume that eventually you get enough seeds and that will make mustard, but you got to do stuff to it, no? Like, you got to it, maybe add some water, I don't know, something to it.
0: I Between think- the two of us, one of us should know how this works, but, oh well. <laughs> it is what it is.
1: Well, that makes three of us, so. I <laughs> also did not understand that. Uh, well, yeah, Gross. <laughs>
0: They also have that conversation about athletes. And I wonder where do you stand on dating athletes? Because Robin said, you know, athletes need to be coddled quite a bit. And um, she said Juan only sort of got out of that mentality because he got broke.
1: Yeah. Um, I find that men need to be coddled.
0: Ugh, I know. Right.
1: Like in general, like I, I've never dated an athlete Um Uh, I've never dated an athlete. I don't have a hole for that, but, (laughs) um, I, I feel like men in general need to be, like, as someone who has, like, a brother and a dad and, like, has met a man, uh, men need to be cuddled. They all come like that.
0: Right. It's exhausting. Okay. Next week, the men arrive and uh, that's where we're at. Uh, it was so fun talking Potomac with you. Now I want to ask you some career questions that I'm super excited about. My first yeah. and foremost, my number one, like, you know how every, every gay man has like a number one diva. My number one is Mariah Carey. Like I worship the ground she walks on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ask every, every guest I ask what their favorite Mariah song is. And you famously worked with her in Precious. So number one, what's your favorite Mariah song?
1: Uh, I really think it's Breakdown. I love so many Mariah songs. Um uh what is it and i gotta shake you off shake it off but yeah i love that's like a great breakup song that i was i was actually like in a breakup <laughs> Can guess? And i love that song the breakdown is my favorite song i think of hers ever because breakdown if you know the lyrics it's one million lyrics <laughs> like it's like there's so many words in that song And she does it in the cadence that is so fast. Like a lot of people don't know the words to it because it's, it's like Bone Thugs and Harmony and Bone Thugs and Harmony was incredible. Like when that song came out and they were like a big deal. And I really love that Mariah is like, I'll give you a version of the song, but then I'm gonna go to the hood (coughs) and I'm gonna make a version of the song for me and my homies and that was like but there was no there was no non-hood version of breakdown and so it felt like it was full Mariah to me and it's just a beautiful song and I also get it I think I was I might have been like junior high at the time junior high or early high school and yeah it just like speaks to me like pretending that I'm okay that you don't like me anymore (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not okay. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go home and cry once you're, you know, gone. I love You're out
0: film. of here. Yeah. And I mean, also she gives us vocals too. I mean, talk about the lyrics are so, coming so quickly and she's still able to give us those vocals, which I mean, she's just the best. Were you able on the set of Precious, were you able to even like kind of talk about music stuff or were you guys both just sort of in your zone? Hmm.
1: Oh, Uh, I guess we talked about, well, the first time I met her was at like a rehearsal at the director's house. And then she like offered to drive me home by drive me home. I mean, her chauffeur was going to to drop her off first and then drive her home. And she actually let me listen to her album and it was like months before anybody, Uh. I think she had just finished it. And she, I think I, I was like one of the first people to hear touch my body.
0: Oh, my God. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) And she, like, asked me her opinion, like, my opinion on, like, what the next single should be. And I voted for a song that wasn't the next single. But, like, she was like, I think it should be this one, too. It was a song, I think it was Migrate.
0: My great, so good, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I remember her saying, "She's like, I want that to be the next single because, like, it's a good song, and also, no woman has done a duet with T-Pain yet. I'm, I'm the first one, and I need to come out so that I can be the first one." And I was like, "And so she's like, she, you know, she's like a genius. Like, it's really, it's, it's really interesting talking to her because, like, at some point, you do forget that it's Mariah Carey, and you're just like listening to a woman." Talk about what she does for a living and her business. And also like she I like being around singers that love singing. Like she loves to sing. Like she does it, like she probably would do it for free. Don't ask her to. But <laughs> don't you dare. I wouldn't she dare. She sings all the time. Any excuse to sing, she'll do it. And it's uh it's 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 just really, really great to watch someone who is flourishing at something that just makes them happy.
0: Right. And I mean her writing skills too, I think. You know, people, when they think of her, a lot of people just think of, like, sort of the diva personality. Uh, but she's written all of those hits, that all those number ones that she has. And I'm just so impressed by her talent. And I often feel like it gets overlooked because of the persona that she has. Uh, so I just love her. Yeah. Uh, you know, that the verses, um, I was watching the Brandy and Monica, of course, and everyone was saying you know, who could Mariah go up against? And I was like, I don't think Mariah could go up against anyone. I mean, like she has so many hits. I think it'd be impossible.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe the closest would be maybe Janet.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine that? Oh my God. It'd be amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I would be torn. Like, I guess Bianca has this, Beyonce has a ton of hits, also. Maybe Beyonce. I don't. I don't know. It's hard to like. The weird thing is, like, I don't know who could can, who can be a contender against Mariah, and I don't know who could be a contender against Beyonce or Janet. It's um, these things tear me apart.
0: Right, like. I know. I- <laughs> they
1: stress me out. <laughs> I don't even watch them. I wait till the memes roll in, and then I watch it. Like I.
0: The Brandy and Monica one was so good, but it was like three hours or so. It was very long and I loved every second of it, but it was, it was long, um, but I loved it. Okay. um, I also loved, I loved you on Difficult People and The Big C. I watched both of those. I was devastated when Difficult People uh, wasn't given a fourth season. It was just so fucking funny. Uh, Did you, you must've enjoyed working on that.
1: I did. It's, uh, you know, Julie Costner is, a genius, and so is Billy Eichner, and, and Derek, and everyone, and Cole, and, and um, Shakina, everyone I got to work with on that show is really, really incredible. What's weird is that I had to shoot it at the same time as Empire, and so I would shoot Empire in Chicago, and then, like, get on a plane to New York, and shoot maybe, like, two or three episodes at a time and then go back and it was like kind of stressful on the body but it was really really fun fun work it was so much fun yeah i was sad it didn't get a four season too.
0: the writing on that was just like a pop culture lover's dream because there were so many just references and and i've always loved pop culture so it was just uh, to me a perfect show yeah
1: I mean- it's yeah it felt like a perfect show to me too because i got all the references and because i'm of all those references in a way like i'm you know i'm from new york i was born in 1983 and pop culture is like my birthright Mm -hmm. and i love all of it and i was such a huge fan of the writing it really was very good and it does feel like a pop culture lover's dream yeah Yeah. it's like walking in the museum of the 90s kind of
0: right Uh talking about writing your book. I just finished it. And I thought it was so impressive how you opened up about uh, so many serious things. Cause I, I am I'm always impressed. Like I said, when people talk about mental health, uh, you opened up about some of your eating uh, struggles and it was just so beautiful. And were you n- nervous at all to talk about that stuff? Because it doesn't come natural to most people to be able to be so open. And I know, I think you said in the book uh, that uh, you were comfortable talking about it. I forget the language you use, but um, Have you always been comfortable being open like that? I
1: don't know. No, for a long time. I mean, like I'm from Brooklyn, originally grew up in Harlem and like, you know, the schools i went to were a little rough, you know, maybe. Um, And also just like being a child anywhere, like with the most money and the best schools with the best parents, like it's kind of hard to be a child because your brain isn't fully formed. And so for a long time, Portion of my life, I believe that if I was too open about the things that um, I struggle with, or things that hurt my feelings, that they could be used against me. Mm. And so, and so, every now and then, I still have a little bit of that. I mean, it's not that I I have. Kind of secondhand, that I don't have that anymore. But like, if I ever see anyone else like sharing stuff that I think could be potential, I'm like, oh, maybe don't like it. Gives like I get a little nervous about it, but yeah, with the book, I did share quite a bit. I remember someone asking me, You were so open in the book, like, God, you shared everything. Like, uh, what does it feel like to be so empty of things? And I was like, I'm not, I shared the things I wanted to, there's still plenty. Like, right. it's a, what is it, a 300-something page book? And I'm 38. <laughs> like, like I, I, I kept some of the things that, like, again, like, see, with a book, you can control it. With TV, you can't really control mm-hmm. it. I I still control the things about my life and the things that are in the crevices of the deep, dark, you know, corners of my mind and my, um, my self-esteem and my emotions. I still keep those myself and even the stuff that's out I'm still working on those things like I'm working on like body issues and issues of self-worth and issues of like you know love and growing up and being a person and all of these things and beauty and all you know all of these and finding your voice I don't still struggle with them I still work on them though because it it does take. Mental health is not something that you can just be like, I got it, you know, and walk away into the fucking sunset like your Julia Roberts or something. That's just how it yeah. happens. It's like I always, it's it's kind of like makeup where you just like have to keep reapplying. You have mm-hmm. to keep applying, and there are days where the makeup does not work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you. Just gotta wait till the day where it does again. You know, keep with
0: my de- with my depression, I always think of it as normally it's like a part time job but that I have to keep up to kind of make sure that I'm, I'm able to go about my day. And then other times it's a full-time job where I'm literally, I feel like I'm spending so much time just trying to keep my head above water. And, yeah. you know, it just, it changes. But, I bet
1: it won't be like that forever though. Like I bet it won't feel like, and you're right, it is always a bit of a job. Like I have reconciled with myself that, um, that depression will always, you know, be a part of my journey and my life. Um, and that it will sort of fluctuate in size. And even though the world feels like it's on fire um, and, you know, everything is wrong, everything is wrong. Even, you know, the new conversation around Black Lives Matter and people asking me, so what do you think? Like, I haven't been Black my whole goddamn life. Like, I haven't been, you know, like, this is a new thing. Like, it's, it's kind of annoying and it's a lot, but they're, you know, they're there are so many things coursing through my emotions and coursing through like my psyche at all times. Um, and it's still my mental health and working on it is still a very small part of my day for now. There might be times where it's bigger, you know, where it is the full-time job, but it's, um, but like also, I've rec- it's going to be there forever. It's going to be, it's always going to be something I'm going to have to work on and work through and I'm willing to do it. You know, I'm willing to do it. I'll never be in a place where I can't see the light, Through the darkness, hopefully, because the second I start to get to the too dark place, I employ all of like
0: All the (laughs) resources.
1: Yes, all of my resources. Like I adopt a cat if I need to, which is is how I got my first cat. Uh, It started getting a little dark. And I needed, I just like needed some new thing in my life. And that was my cat, Aaron. And so I know what to do when things start to get dim. And I can only hope and pray and I'm pretty sure I will always have the strength and the ability to 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 find the light. To or if I can't find it, find someone that can help me find the light. Like I love my therapist. Everybody needs therapy. Everybody.
0: I was yeah. I was just gonna ask you if there's someone out there listening who maybe it's just now coming to terms with, with the fact that maybe they're having some anxiety issues, depression issues, some sort of mental health issues. Like what would you tell them? I mean, I guess seeing a therapist or talking to a professional is very important if you have the resources.
1: Yeah. It's okay to like, should I say this? It's okay to feel like you are failing yourself. And that you're just failing and it's okay to, like, if you need to admit that to yourself, that you're not in a great place in order to go get help, then that's what you need to do. Like, I don't necessarily believe that you need to hit rock bottom in order to, like, you know, climb your way up. But it's, I think it really starts with admitting to yourself that there's a problem. Admitting that, like, oh, I don't have, because also, like, there's this idea that, like, I, like, did some interview about, Something, and they were like, so what's it like to play a strong character? Like, you strong character, strong character. And I'm like, what? Who are, this, who are the weak characters out here? Like, I don't think they exist. Like, they certainly don't really exist in media. They might exist in real life, but like, it's really hard to admit that you're, that you might be weak right now. Uh, and that's what keeps people from going and getting help. And, you know, you try to do everything on your own and also you just try to keep secrets because you don't want the way people look at you to change, but like everyone can see like I, like long, long, long before I was like, when I told my friend, my best friend at the time. I was like So I was, you know, diagnosed with depression and she was like, bitch, duh, like you've been depressed. <laughs> she's like, right. I've known you seven years and you've been depressed for eight. <laughs> like, like, never, not known. Every, you know, people can tell and on top of that, like, don't worry about people. Like at this point, you are the entire, it's very like your own universe. Like the entire world is about you. you if you feel like your universe is off kilter, you have to go figure out how to get it back on. And you can't really heal yourself if you're sick. Right. You right. know, it's not a cold. You can't just take NyQuil.
0: Right. I worry about people right now because so many people are locked up and home alone uh, and alone with their thoughts. And I just, I worry because before I was able to recognize in myself that I had uh, depression, it I, I wasn't sure how to deal with it. And so I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I worry about people right now in this time in 2020.
1: Yeah. You know, this is a very, yeah. Yeah. Now is a very, very hard time because like the world has slowed down and everyone's routine is off kilter. Like even if you're an essential worker and you still, you know, go to your job every day, it's off kilter. It's strange. Now the hours are different. Like the mask, like the interactions are very, very different. And it's really, really easy to say, no, <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not gonna deal with this. It's, um, you know, because everything's a little quiet, and there's not, there's no distractions from yourself. Like, even is about to be bad, but like, there's no distraction, and so I, I worry about people too. I also tend to, I worry about who I could have been during this, and I know it's like, I love that to me down, but, but like, you know, this time two years ago. Uh, if this had happened two years ago, I don't know if I would have been able to make it out of this. I have no idea now. Wow. I have, like, yeah, and I, I just, and so my heart does go out to people who are alone through this or who like, and like, also you can absolutely be in a relationship, like have a whole ass husband and children and grandchildren and still feel like you're alone. Oh yeah. Completely alone. And so um, maybe I hope that instead of, instead of there no longer being a reason for you to maybe, I don't know, be alive or try or shower or any of the things that come along with depression, then maybe it's, uh, this is an opportunity to find something that you love, find something that fills you, find family in a way, because like a lot of us are alone, you know, a lot of us are. Um, And there's time now, There's time. I hope that people, instead of going to the darker side, take this as an opportunity to build themselves, to build new character traits, to build new skills, build, you know, or just sit and really, really learn yourself, find your own voice, you know? Yeah. I really wish that for people, but I know that um, I know that it's a very very hard time. And I say, like, if I didn't, if I didn't have my boyfriend, if I didn't, you know, I don't. Which I didn't two years ago. Like, this would be a very very different uh, kind of situation. But yeah. I still also would be talking to. I'd probably talk to my therapist more. Like the, again, the second I start feeling things are slipping, I I go ahead and I get it fixed because I also know how many people are depending on my sanity. You know, not just me. I'm depending on yeah. absolutely. I need yeah. to be healthy for myself first, but also I need to keep the train running for the people that I love and people that I know love me. You
0: know, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. Gabby, I could talk to you forever. I'm sorry that I've kept you so long. I'm looking at the clock. I haven't noticed <laughs> uh, what? Uh, tell me. Tell people about Annabelum. Your Annabelum comes out, I think, in a week or. Oh, is it a week or two?
1: September eighteenth.
0: That's so exciting. So it's with you, Janelle Monet. Tell people about the movie.
1: Uh okay. So it's it's kind of hard to explain because it's got a lot of like secret pockets. Uh, but it's a thriller and it is I saw it and it's so fun. And so good and so terrifying and it's really going to it's like one of those things you just like kind of will sit on the edge of your seat watching the entire time it feels like but oddly it feels like three different movies at the same time like Janelle appears on one side of the movie and I'm in a different side of the movie entirely and it's uh I mean also it's beautifully shot Bush Renz, uh Gerard Bush and Christopher Wrens, who are the directors and writers of like the 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 plot for the film came through a dream. <laughs> it was a dream that uh, Gerard had, and he and his partner, Christopher, they sat down and they wrote it. They wrote it as a short story, and then it birthed the film. And it's it's such a gorgeous goddamn, it's so good. I want people to watch it, but I also like, it's hard to explain what it is what it's about. But it's a thriller, and you'll like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have seen a lot of clips from it. My boyfriend was doing some of the motion graphics for the uh, advertising and so I've seen so many of the clips and it's beautifully shot. Um beautifully. He's
1: oh, doing yeah. <laughs> the graphics. Okay, cool.
0: Like all the yeah, he he does um mo- like motion graphics for the advertising. So like stuff for social media and stuff like yeah, that. It's yeah. So no idea.
1: Like my boyfriend is like the biggest fan of the movie somehow like he's not seen it yet but he's super pumped and like post about it kind of a lot and he found the gif in the and like i guess instagram that's like me being like thank you so much rebecca and like he posted it before i knew it was and i was like how did you get this are you magic <laughs> like, and he's like it's on instagram uh, so probably, i was
0: probably like, he was probably doing it you yeah know? yeah <laughs> Um, well, Gabby, I also want to encourage everyone to pick up your book. It's so good. You go into deeper issues like we talked about, but also it's really funny too. There's a lot of laughs that I had while I was reading it. And I love a celebrity memoir. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Thank uh, you. This I was such a
1: very celebrity. Like it's, it's mostly about my like real life and my the dumb things that I have to do where I'm, like, dropped into weird celebrity, but, like, I'm glad that people like it, especially because yeah. it's, it's pretty dark. <laughs> like,
0: it's, no, I- but <laughs> It is dark, but I, I like that sort of stuff. I mean, I was into it. And there's some laughs, too. You were talking about being photographed on the precious red carpet between Paula Patton and Mariah Carey, which is a nightmare yeah. for any human. <laughs> because,
1: because Mariah also does not pay attention to the casual, uh, like... Of any night, like it was like I swear to God, I asked over and over again. First of all, I don't have a stylist, and I'm in France. Like I'm, I'm here. Hello, I bought all my clothes at torrid Like I don't know what's happening, and I'm like, do I have to? Drink? Like, no, 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 it's casual. Don't worry, cool. It's casual. So I put on these ugly brown clogs because I can't wear heels yet, and this like dumb dress and these like pants, I guess, these shorts because it's casual. And Mariah is wearing. <laughs> ball gown a ball gown she's wearing a gold ball gown at 11am oh. so,
0: and they're like get get next to each other it's like oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one last question I ask every guest is if you were choosing for People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive who would you choose
1: oh my god um <laughs>
0: You can't choose your boyfriend either. It's got to be like a celeb oh,
1: no. celeb. A celebrity. Damn. I don't find celebrities attractive. <laughs> I mean, I do. You know what? Actually, I'm going to take the chance to um, to honor myself at 11 years old and say right or strong.
0: Ah, oh, boy meets world, of course you know he's you're
1: a hunter for people supposed
0: to be i but think you know i had jillian bell on the show and i think she told me rider strong too which is so bizarre that you know but i get it he, boy meets world i mean we were all obsessed
1: yeah he was hot and he's yeah, he the best was. player in the world so right yeah
0: <laughs> uh gabby thank you so much uh, this was such a delight where can people find you on social media
1: I'm on Instagram at Gabby3Shabby. That's uh, G-A-B-B-Y, the number three S-H-A-B-B-Y. And on Twitter, I'm guessing I'm at Gabby City Bay, but I could be wrong. I could be <laughs>
0: well, wrong. People will- uh, we'll be back later this week. Everyone goes uh, watch Annabelum when it's on demand uh, later this month. Uh, and Gabby, pick up her book. This was such a delight. I keep saying that, but this was so fun. Thank you, Gabby.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Bye. And Jill, we say, say hello to Jill, too. Jill set this up for us. So thank you, Jill. <laughs> Jill is, we love you. <laughs> Jill is the
1: most excited about this. So shout uh. out to Jill, who also wants me to say that the name of my book is
0: This Is Just My Face. This Is Just
1: My Face, yes. This Is Just My Face, Give <laughs> my Gabby City face.
0: Did you re- would you recommend the audiobook or the...
1: I would recommend the audiobook because audiobook. it's me and I talk to you. And like, there are moments when it, you think I'm going to cry. And you, I don't because I have a self-defense mechanism that makes me uh-huh.
0: laugh. Uh, I love you. Thank you so much, Abby, Gabby. I didn't mean to say Abby. Gabby. <laughs> I'm nervous. Thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. yeah!